0: Marsupial, welcome to Book Record Beer. Our next mini cast. Uh, this one delves into something we have not touched yet, which is poetry, uh, prose poetry. So we're, you know, we're we're bridging the gap a little bit. But uh, I think I, I love these poems personally, and frankly, uh, since having Gabriel, I've been writing far more poetry. I think because they're like these condensed little. Mm thoughts and, and, and sort of feelings manifest. So, um, yeah, I thought we'd go with this. Cool. Hi. Yeah. I'm Daniel. Daniel is here with me. Just Nick and Dan, a little Nick and Dan. A little Nick and Dan. little, Nick, little, Nick, and Dan. <laughs> little, little Nick and Dan cast. Um, I think Gregorio doesn't like us anymore. Yeah. He's just, he's just, he's, he's big time. Yeah. Leaving all the time. Big time in Disney. I got to I gotta get to Disney. I gotta get to Portland, man. Yeah. I got things to do. I got books to sign. Yeah, what a motherfucker! Oh, we love them though. Um, <laughs> we we only we only poke the ones we love. Yeah. Uh, so the reason I said marsupial is because we are reading from a possum lit today. Um, which is a literary marsupial and uh, focuses on music. Mm-hmm. Music is a is an integral part of of this publication. So I love them. I think this is one that I also read uh, fairly frequently. Uh, I think they put a lot of good authors out there. So I don't know. What would you think?
1: I'd never heard of the journal before until you submitted it. So or submitted recommended it. Yeah, so.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I I really I really do enjoy a lot of what they do. Um, and so that's kind of their. Their thing is, is they are really focused on music. I don't know. Did you have anything to add about the journal? Yeah.
1: No, i only read the ones by Katie Darby Mullins. Um, yeah. But I I did download the PDF of their spring 2017 issue where you can find these poems we're going to be uh, uh, diving into. Absolutely. And uh, I can't wait to read the rest of the journal.
0: I, I think that's one of the cool things about them is I've seen... Other literary magazines not do it well where you have that PDF that you can that you can download right because a lot will just have it on the site and mm-hmm. you can scroll through that way which is cool yeah, which is cool yeah i I, I enjoy that when it's done well as well um, but I thought that this was for whatever you know sort of thing they're using to do that um, interface whatever it is I think it, it is really smooth and I didn't mind reading it that way whereas on their website yeah
1: yeah because they don't use issue. Because that issue...
0: You have issues a, with it? Oh Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's not a book. I don't right. need... Yeah. I don't need the thing. Don't yep. make it with the page <laughs> turning. It's not... <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: oh. Yeah. That was a book turn, or a page turn. Yeah.
1: And you can't zoom in. It gets all fucked.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And this you can. So but this you can...
1: Yeah. On a, a possum. It's opossum. Opossum. Not, opossum. not possum. Do you know the difference between opossum and possum?
0: I know, none, no difference. It's just, <laughs> <laughs> it's just interchangeable. The only uh, marsupial in North America, the opossum. Yeah, it's got a uh, opposable thumb on its back leg. They're gonna take over. Uh, they scare the hell out of me. I'll be totally honest with you. Yeah, yeah. So let's get into it. Stop. This is important, and uh, this is our first prose poem from. Katie Darby Mullins. I think um, it's
1: I think it's worth reading the uh the sub the
0: subtitle as abso- well. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Uh, excerpts from letters to Stephen Page, formerly of Bare Naked Ladies, parenthetical, after the fire. Um, and so these are literally set up as um uh, letters. Letters to to the lead singer of Bare Naked Ladies. Uh this is for the a little bit of reference, the uh Larger of the two lead singers, and not the one that says "trickety uh, china" the Chinese chicken. Okay. Uh, he's 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 not the 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 rapping one who had um, uh, mild issues with cocaine. This is the other one who has glasses. This is
1: the guy that we uh, will see in one week.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's. I looked just, at you. It's been, it's been about it's a week. Been So long. <laughs> I haven't heard that. I. Well, th- th- these these are both kind of like based in a little bit of nostalgia, I think, um, because we have the the first one is uh, you know letters to the lead singer of the Bare Naked Ladies, and then the other is um, you know a reference to uh, Daria. Yeah. Uh, so let's jump into this one. Okay, what do you got? Uh, well,
1: off the bat, you seemed ready. That's why I <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm holding the way I'm holding my papers in a very. Uh, I was almost tempted to read. I'm um, sorry to listen to the songs. Uh, the the narrator right. references. I you couldn't like, hear
0: them in your head. No, they, they, didn't didn't
1: want uh, <laughs> they didn't want to. They didn't want to. I was like, "You're not gonna, you're not gonna do that. You're, you're not gonna foil my morning, <laughs> Katie Darby Mullins, <laughs> tricking me into listening to the bare naked ladies."
0: <laughs> she did. She got me. Yeah. Uh, got uh, me so,
1: um, there are what five letters? Four letters? Four, I believe. Yeah. So there's there are four letters. Yes. And the idea of uh, it's, it's almost like a diary. She's sending these letters to, Dear Stephen, yeah. you know, I only saw you live once, but I didn't know I was about to move 12 hours away from home and I'd never come home again, that I'd yep. never live in Dallas again. Essentially that I saw, I saw you perform live once and didn't realize that my life was going to change after that. Yep. So these letters are, I guess, mining that experience of uh, a touchstone, of, of a before and an after Yep, essentially.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 definitely it's definitely um, you know pre fire, mm-hmm. post fire. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: by the the second letter, I was like, oh, is this a
0: cheap version of Eminem's stand? Oh, and and it's not. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it's yeah. not. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't even cross my mind. But yeah. you're right. It could. It could mm-hmm. have went that route. Um, which would have been that yeah, would have been a di- disaster. But it's not.
1: Yeah, uh, I I think the strengths of these four interconnected poems, letters, um, is that it uh, provides—it's—it's like a timeline. Yeah, like these weren't all written at the same time. Yeah, absolutely Um, not. um, It's using a a confessional, I guess. Turning a pop singer, who's—I
0: mean, who the fuck knows where this guy is now? Like, (laughs) who knows what he's doing? But he seems like he'd listen to you. He's just, what else is he doing, you know? But like, <laughs> but also, it's like, um, but it's not like you, the lead singer of Cake, yeah, right? It's so, similar a little bit, but I don't think that he would be, you know, a, a good person to be like the recipient of this, even though he could have been just as. I feel like the guys in Bare Naked Ladies seem like you could walk up to them and have fun, and they're like these admitted dorks, and they just, they name their band Bare Naked Ladies yeah. so that people would come see them, please. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if you see that on the show, Flyer, please just... you you. Oh, there's Bare Naked Ladies here tonight. Right, and like, who's going to actually believe that? But then you're yeah. like, oh, I get a really good sense of who this band is because mm-hmm. they've named themselves this. And um, Sp- I don't know. I feel Sp- like he works really well as that person who mm-hmm. she's writing to. And I also feel like, as I was reading them... Um, I love that it started with the first letter, her, you know, mentioning that he was kind of out of that playful mm-hmm. character that he yeah. seems like he would typically be in. And he literally says, Stop, this is important mm-hmm. to the crowd, right? Like I realize we're having fun and and that we're fucking around and, and, and that usually it is lighthearted, but I actually am trying to say something and and, and, and use this platform for something that I care about. Mm-hmm. Um and she then turns these letters into addressing him with something that she cares about, which is essentially her her life and, and, and these maj this major event that now has impacted every aspect of it.
1: Yeah, you probably wouldn't uh get that relationship or the same feeling of being able to reach out to the singer of the Cherry Pop and Daddies. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> like, what a scumbag band name! <laughs> Might still be in a zoot suit. Yeah, you know, what I mean, like, uh, and could could be <laughs> could be in a shallow grave in a zoot suit. I, I hope so. Uh, who the hell knows? Yeah, ridiculous name. Although, again, like these songs, and I think what's interesting about the time period that she's referencing, it's the last gasp of big, sort of like um, record labels. Grasp on every radio station yeah. and everybody's ears. Like you, you heard at least the melody of that song. I'm sure in your head because they were able to infiltrate everything. And 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 she's she's really refer- not directly referencing, but she's she's kind of like making this point of like this is something that everybody from a particular time can certainly gravitate towards and know and be able to reference and hear. And 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 we're able to have this discussion about it, even though I would say. Without even knowing it for sure, you and I and probably Gregorio yeah. are not fans of the Bare Naked Ladies. Give me, give me two bars of War on Drugs. What? I, just, I can't. I thought you said you knew the melody. You said you were no. There. I knew the melody of uh, One Week for sure. Oh, okay. I thought that was the one you were talking about earlier. Yeah. No, but
1: she doesn't reference that once, which is actually kind of a cool move. Right. She does reference that. Uh, where?
0: Yeah. The it's 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 one of these she references One Week. Which one is it? Oh no, it's the Old Department. Yeah. But she does say it's been. I don't know. Yeah, oh, I shit.
1: hope I hope I hope she didn't say it's been one week because then I might have to reconsider how <laughs> I feel about this poem.
0: <laughs> I could have sworn she did, but in any case, um, we yeah we'll get just like <laughs> muddied and trying to look through this line by line. But the the thing that I think is really pretty cool and interesting is like, you know, everybody. Everybody heard these songs over and over and over again. Yeah. And, and, and now I look at my students and they're referencing artists and, and music that, you know, the, the vast majority of the other students in the class don't know. There's like this really interesting exclusivity that's happening um, because of the mass of music that's able to, to to get out there and what we don't have because like, that's great. I, I love that. I think that's awesome. But what we don't have be, is, is this common tongue. And so when, when we're talking about the bare naked ladies, um, she's, she's kind of referencing that here that, you know, He's talking about all these these things that now she relates to and and is is trying to like reach out and reconcile and.
1: You well, know. I mean, I think what it comes down to is it doesn't actually matter if it's the bare naked ladies mm-hmm. or if it was the cherry poppin' taddies, yeah. or if it was uh, any any number of counting m- crows or now, Jim Blossoms, yeah, or whatever, ob- yeah, obs- not obscure bands but bands that are no longer in favor, yeah. You know, it's it's in in fashion. Yes, she's. She's grabbed Stephen from the bare naked ladies yep. as almost her own patron saint of of confession of of you know I, I just I love this line here later people told me to write about the fire but they're really telling me to shut up making something they could understand out of my pain yeah you know, so she's reaching out to this guy who you know in in a former life she's like oh now
0: I finally get it yep. You know that frustration um, mm-hmm. of of trying to talk about something that is meaningful and, and nobody wants to hear it, and nobody wants to hear it yeah. because you're here to do something else. Yeah, right? you're here to enter- entertain me, and it's interesting because I wondered um, how many shows she she'd been to because I, I definitely there's been a number of times where like the lead singer will stop or someone in the band will will be like, listen. Like take a minute, right, but this might have been super profound if if that's not something we've seen a number of times, you know, and yeah. I think that's that's something that that I've realized as I've gotten older is is that I've been to way 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 more shows than than you know your average your average person mm-hmm. and and um and so my my whole vision on that's a little a little skewed mm-hmm. um and so so I was thinking about that like wow, maybe this was like even more profound because it was maybe it was the only, only time she's seen that right, so
1: you think? Uh, that happens you know, I mean, someone if you see it all the time, it just becomes more performative, as opposed to of uh, like we a see transformative more exactly, experience. Exactly. Yeah, right?
0: you see more people using the platform to, to yeah. say something that 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 is important and to do that. Um, but if you, especially, I think the, the biggest thing is how in stark contrast that is to the personality of him Steven that you see in the videos and in interviews yeah. and stuff like and sh- that and she alludes to that
1: you know yeah. people people want it to be funny you know and if you're funny enough nobody takes you serious which is you know yep. that's that's the trick isn't it if yeah. you're
0: funny enough people won't take you seriously no matter what you do um yeah, I, I know why you couldn't do that anymore. I know, I know, I know. And and she just is like having a conver this this conversation with him and because she now feels really um akin to that emotion that he was that he was putting out and I I I don't know. I I think that he he ends them, you know, uh the last one with that thanks. Right? She says thank you and 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 I yeah. I like that it ends that way as well because um uh, i 'm happy now, I hope you 're happy too, and I need to tell you I get it i 'm listening, I know um and it's 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 not even that I think it's a, a shared and this is what I really like like I feel a lot of times now um, artists are you know whether you 're a writer, visual artist musician like say and and really want that narrative to be clear that I am an artist right and then and and this isn 't her saying. I'm an artist and I get it because I'm an artist seeing you as an artist and what you're trying to do. This is a very human. Um, and, and, and it's from a fan perspective mm-hmm. at first. And, and I really, I enjoyed that quite a bit because it was, it was really um, tapping into something more universal than exclusive. And there's such a, narrative of exclusivity and, and no matter what there's these, these micro genres and all this 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 sort of smallness and compartmentalizing yeah. that's happening all over the world and, and any other things whether it's identity politics or whatever's happening you know it just seems like that's the narrative whereas every now and then something will break open that'll be inherently human and universal and 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 i i think that this was this was really um more leaning towards that and i liked it i liked that a lot
1: yeah, I've I I've two thoughts, uh, final thoughts, I guess on on this poem is a. I hope Stephen Page has read this. I, I think do that, too. I think that'd be really nice.
0: I think that'd be cool, and yeah. I feel like he's somebody that that probably does subscribe to some literary magazines. Yeah. And like I, don't does may, I don't know. <laughs> read it. I yeah. I, might, that's uh, that's good. Cool. That's true. I, I I think so. I hope so too.
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna tag him in the uh, the the tweet. Absolutely. At Stephen Page. Yeah. The real Stephen Page, Yeah, I think it is. Real Steve. Yeah, real Steve. <laughs> Real naked lady. Yeah. <laughs> the real naked lady. Yeah. Uh, so that's one thought. Uh, the other is sort of piggybacking off what, what you, your thought just was. So I've, I found this in my own life with all sorts of uh, art forms, but most, most profoundly and probably most uh, um, reoccurring with music, there'd be a band... Or a song or an album that you know you listen to a bunch and you like it and it's fine and it doesn't speak to you until you until the right moment yeah until you're listening to it whether it's on like a a, a drive home in a very particular part of your life maybe something just happened and the song just comes on it's like now I finally get it yeah you know sometimes you have to wait for a song to come to you absolutely you know? that's um, a really good point or you have to you're not ready to receive the gift of whatever that song could be or that piece of art. Yep. And, um, I think that's the speaker of this poem is, is kind of receiving the gift of, of maybe not the bare naked ladies, <laughs> but of that moment. The old apartment. Yeah. <laughs> that moment of, of him trying to reach out. Yeah. You know? It's like, I get it.
0: Absolutely. Now. Cause she might've been one of the, the people that was, you know, just kind of, Crossed arms and waiting for the the show to resume, you know, who knows, I, yeah, play, I, play one week again, yeah you <laughs> know, Come on. Yeah. um, but she she really um she really is, yeah, I think that's a really good point she she seems to have have gotten, and that's a very true thing um i I can think of like a dozen songs off the top of my head that I totally didn't appreciate at first, and then mm. you know, in certain moments or even ones that are associated with uh, like like, a large time or, like, chunk of time mm-hmm. in my life um, that were probably on the radio over and over again and now became, like, a soundtrack to a, a particular series of events or, mm-hmm. or a chunk of... For better or worse. My, for better or worse, yeah. exactly, yeah, you know. Yeah. I, I totally agree. Um, I've got a couple of a couple of embarrassing
1: ones that... <laughs> I'm not, not going to tell you what they are, for sure. But, you know, I've... The I've songs listened. are
0: embarrassing or the experience?
1: I think it's both. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, well, at least they're married in that way. <laughs> You know, it's like, oh, that's your touchstone for this. <laughs> that's how you. That's how you relate to absence of a father.
0: chumbawomba, <laughs> Yeah. Oh my. <laughs> he fucking gets it, man. He, he get, you get knocked down. Yeah. You get knocked, but you get up again. Yeah. <laughs> he drinks a lager drink. He drinks a cider drink. Sometimes and he gets knocked down, but he gets up. Again. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I can see that. <laughs> So you it's not it. chumbawamba ladies and gentlemen i just completely made that up um but oh if it was less embarrassing, <laughs> yeah. less, embarrassing less embarrassing oh god we'll talk I about that off air. yeah <laughs> right. um i think that's a good way to wrap this poem though yeah uh you you, you nail it there for sure um nice uh, so let's done. move on there.
1: well um i'm smart so i'm kidding um <laughs> katie darby mullins is a hell of a writer and uh, we're just lucky to uh have uh, have you know. access to her her poems.
0: Yeah, you know what? It's so funny when I you know I was saying I was writing uh, quite a bit of poems after Gabriel was born, and then I I think like oh hey this might be one that I could I could submit to something. This is I really enjoy this, and then I read you know people who are poets you know like i would say i'm a fiction writer and, and I, I read people and i'm like fucking hey like <laughs> and this is a magazine that i really really like and i i want to submit to and stuff like that mm. and that's why i'm like but then you read that it's like well are you're really you up the to bar? Snuff? yeah you're really setting the bar like yeah. if they're putting this out there you know wouldn't mind and uh some stuff i'd say yes Yeah, that you. you, (laughs) But other stuff. Oh, maybe not. Yeah, they're publishing that shit. (laughs) So um, this is called the second prose poem that we're looking at is uh, watching Daria with different music dropped in. And for any um, younger or older folks who who aren't familiar with Daria, this is a this is the Laverne and Shirley of uh, cartoons because uh, this is actually Daria is a offshoot of a. Um, another cartoon for young people and adults, which is Beavis and Butthead. So Daria was a character, and and the other characters in Daria were characters in Beavis and Butthead, and then she gets her own uh, show. So I say you know Laverne and Shirley because they were in um, what call it? Uh, oh shit, the Happy Days. Yeah, were they Happy Days? I'm pretty sure it was Happy Days, and then they get their own thing where they're bottling beer and uh, yeah, no. Wait, what's it? They happening?
1: would have been beer and happy days.
0: I mean, no, no, but that's their thing. They work in a they work they live in Milwaukee and they're in a beer bottling. Yeah. In any case, it doesn't matter. They, they were a uh, what's that called again? A spinoff? Spinoff? Yeah. yeah. They're so so Doria is effectively <laughs> a spinoff from Beavis and Butthead.
1: Uh, arguably, maybe
0: the better show. Uh, a lot of people think so. Yeah. Because Beavis and Butthead, the thing about that was which is a great show. It was. I was for, too young to appreciate it when it when it was on. Mm-hmm. I had an older neighbor who I was friends with that was like, "Dude, turn to channel thirty six, which was MTV." And He was like <laughs> at, at like four p.m. Was channel for something
1: thirteen for me, I think. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah for you us, you don't was, you don't you don't forget those was, things. Yeah, exactly. Your weird
0: cable channel. <laughs> yeah, and I had the little box and I click click yeah. click. And I I'd go up and I remember I was watching the one where they find a dildo, and my mom walked in and uh, she was like, "What the is f- going on?" And we didn't have cable for years after that. She yeah. literally cut the cord.
1: I got. I, I wasn't allowed to watch Beavis and Butthead. Of uh, Me and my brother watched it. I'm, I'm only a couple years older than you, but I guess just yeah. old enough to...
0: Yeah, it was. To, it was. It's a couple years yeah. that just make that difference.
1: And we were watching it just all the time. And then we're having... <laughs> I had report cards, you know, some weeks later. Yeah. And my mom's like, she's like, Oh, what'd you get in your report card today? And I just go like, oh, oh, wouldn't you like to know? <laughs> and my brother goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like, we just did it for like fucking five minutes without dinner. <laughs> we got in so much
0: trouble. Oh my god. Yeah, that would be like she'd be flummoxed just sitting yeah, there, like, like what, what is th- what is happening to the my children? What is wrong with you today? Yeah. I know, I can only imagine like where are they? What is this coming from? Um, but Dario was sort of like that really deadpan, dry, mm-hmm. matter of fact, just just really, not even that she was mad or frustrated. She was just done with everything. Like, that was her attitude. Like, mm-hmm. fuck it all, man. Yeah. And then she had... She could see through all the shit. Yeah, you know, she was that that student that you get every once in a while yeah. who like definitely should have been in college in 10th grade. Mm-hmm. Like already was done with the nonsense and the yeah. trivial bullshit. Um, you know, it's like it's like Ghost Is it Ghost World that graphic novel um and it's basically like Daria and her friend Scarlet not uh, know. It. I yeah, it's it's a really good one um but it's it's very similar. Um and so yeah, it's uh and Happy Days is correct, by the way, for okay. and but um, yeah, so it's 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 it reminds me of that quite a bit, but here we have watching Daria with different music dropped in, and this is absolutely fantastic because what this, this is sort of commenting on is how we identify with these characters mm-hmm. and how they were really, really, really sort of like Topical, right? At the time, they had music that was happening right then as the soundtrack. So she references like Savage Garden, I think, and a and another, you know, um, uh, yeah, Will Smith. Uh, mm-hmm. That that we all knew him as we knew he was sort of a hip hop artist in like the '80s, but we only knew him really as an actor as kids, right? And then he came out with Big Willie style uh, for like Men in Black, and that. Every song on it, it was like it was like Jagged Little Pill. Every song was a single. I'm pretty sure. Pretty, pretty much, like, yeah. it was insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he just like, bang, like came back because I remember Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Like Jeff, would, DJ Jazzy Jeff would come by every so mm-hmm. often. You knew, and then I, you know. But in any case, so she's referencing how Savage Garden was on the soundtrack. Getting jiggy with was on the soundtrack, and she, you know, those things were cool when you were a kid watching it. But there's not nostalgia for the songs, and there's not even nostalgia for the show. It's a deep connection with feeling that way at that time and having someone speak what you feel, right? Right. Having someone actually articulating your emotions uh, at a time when you feel like you're completely alone, usually. Um, And that was my major takeaway is, is, is... and it's, it's almost what's going on right now with, with the Black Panther movie, right, where you could have kids that look at something that is popular and in the mainstream and in the world where they can see themselves in it mm. and, and how meaningful that is just to see, like, a little bit of a reflection of yourself in a world and a time when you feel completely alone, right? And I think adolescence and high school especially is that time. And so she's referencing that, um, I think, quite a bit in this. And that that was really my major, my major takeaway from it was was basically having a voice when you feel voiceless.
1: I I've, I, uh, you I disagree. No, I don't disagree. <laughs> that was um, one
0: of the Daniel' hesitations where it's <laughs> like, I think you're fucking wrong. Guy. <laughs> no, no,
1: I I, I I we look at it differently. Sure. Uh, if we, if you watch an episode of Daria now or Beavis and Butthead, the old ones, the music's no longer in it. So she's referencing that it's new music dropped in because Absolutely, for yeah. whatever reason, the licensing, why are they are going to pay for it? It's not, sure. you know, yeah. um, and does it, does it really matter that much? I mean, I don't know for, for the speaker of this poem. It well,
0: certainly does. Right. And I think it's one of those things where, and she says, you know, I, I'm not crying over getting jiggy with it, not being yeah. in there. I'm not crying for Savage Garden. Um, you know, it's it's perhaps she's crying for her youth a little bit. Yeah, you know? it's
1: for the absence of what was once there. Exactly. Right. Yeah. You know, like Bon Jovi said, who said you can't go back?
0: I mean, I think <laughs> <laughs> I think it's I'm not gonna entertain Bon Jovi right <laughs> now, but um not when we have Savage Garden to talk about, friend. Right. Uh but uh the, the the thing about it is, is like, yeah, it's, 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 it's that loss, but I think a lot of people, like, they get nostalgic in, in the wrong way. Like, nostalgia, I think, is, is, is really, like, uh, translated as, like, uh, a homesickness, mm-hmm. right, and, and, and when we get nostalgia for For these things like GAC and you know, (laughs) you can't do that on television and and these, these various like touchstones, super stokers and, and these various touchstones for your youth. I feel like what people fail to recognize a lot of times is it's, it's that, that freedom and those emotions of joy that are that are typically associated with them and and and, and that, that freedom that's 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 part of childhood. Um and, and people will literally get nostalgic for the thing itself. Yeah and 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 I see there's actually some people that you know I'm friends with on Facebook who literally go out and they and they buy all this stuff, you yeah. know it's it's like adults why?
1: collecting things from their childhood, yeah, you know, yeah. and we have
0: I think it's we're in a unique position where we have the ability to actually have those things, Still. we can't just pine for them mm-hmm. like the generations before us yeah um, and I think that's more healthy. To Not be able to actually have it because you find yourself in sort of a perpetual adolescence if you if you can't let go mm-hmm. right you have to detach and to actually have it ties you and tethers you I think a little bit more to childhood and and uh, dangerously so immaturity and it, yeah, so I
1: think what people are nostalgic for like is not the thing itself, yeah it's for that feeling of the world is open and wide. Yeah. For most people it hasn't yet crushed their dreams or broken them. Absolutely. You know, uh um, you know,
0: you're not tethered to, to responsibility and a anything, job and really. Then, yeah. yeah.
1: Um figuring things out. You know, there's a very, you know, uh hopeful feeling of the future could be whatever you want it to be because you know yeah. you're told it can be. And then you Absolutely. get and then you're older twenty years later, it's like, well, this is not <laughs> this is not what I thought it was going to be. And so you so you go and you buy these things and it's you're just reminding yourself of of your failure, your failings. Yeah. yeah. When I, I saw Guns N' Roses in concert, I think two summers ago
0: yeah. when they came.
1: Mm-hmm. And I started crying during the middle of Slash's solos. Sure. I mean he had many solos, so I forget which, But because so I remember being like twelve to thirteen to fifty, like just playing guitar all the fucking time and just learning all the slash riffs and like, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be yeah the fucking guy, you know?
0: This is me. And I'm on the path to slashness.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And uh seeing slash to that and me, you know, not even close, like so (laughs) far away. It was very metaphorical. I was like as far back as you possibly could be.
0: (laughs) You know. Imagine the 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 only thing that would have made it better would have been if you'd like got a nosebleed in the middle, like and your tears are mixing with your your blood. Yeah. And you're just <laughs> tasting it like, oh God. This is too real. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I, I I think that what's interesting about that is is that subject that she picks, which is Daria, who sees through all that bullshit. Mm-hmm. She's already aware that it's all gonna be shit. Yeah. You know? Which is probably more healthy, right? Right. But in the same respect. There's there's the thing that you could do because Daria existed. You knew she was like an extreme, mm-hmm. and so you could take those bits of Daria, mm-hmm. that realism, and apply it with sort of that youthful optimism that inherently most kids have, right? And and sort of make this healthy mix, I think. And and when she's when she's talking about this, I think, you know. The subject matter is is really, really great to pick Daria, but that Daria is like a true Gen Xer, right? And and representative of that generation and our, our author presumably is as well. And so when we have this poem talk about crying over something and having it not be the thing that you know, she could go out and buy a Savage Garden album if she was upset about Savage Garden, right? And if she was upset about the the reboot of Daria not having the music from her youth in there, she's she's upset about how she's tied to Daria, which is that I felt this way at this time, and at that time, all this stuff, as you said, was in front of me, yeah. and now it no longer is. You know, it's like the death of your, your youth is, is, is something that, that is, it's tough to to swallow and to, to yeah. kind of deal with for, I think, everybody. And it's not something that you can ever really be prepared for. You you have these previous generations that the death of their innocence and youth came with war for a lot of them, yeah. right? That, those are major things, the Great Depression, mm-hmm. World War One, World War Two, Vietnam War. All these things were ways and times in which... Your innocence was lost and you had to do it. You were forced by the world to do it. But now you're in sort of this perpetual limbo because there's no great war. There's no great line yeah. that separates your childhood from the youth. The rite of passage almost doesn't exist. And I think, you know, we, we, we find ourselves reminiscent, mm. uh, you know, reminiscing rather, um, more often than previous generations because we never had that true rite of passage to let it die to to have our our, our childhood, you know, put away childish things. Yes. You know, and and you don't you, have to. You don't have because you don't have to. You could literally go out and buy a new old Nintendo. Yeah. Right. You could you can continue to do that. Um and it's not to say that video games are keeping us chill. Yeah. I don't think that, but the fact that you could go out and 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 continually purchase and 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 surround yourself with childhood you don't have to really let it go if you're constantly reminded you know it's like why do you throw away pictures of your ex you know why do you why do you have to do that it's it's out of sight it is out of mind that's a very real thing you know the tangible has to be removed um for us to actually emotionally move forward right um and and so here i think she's she she's like i don't know do you think she's in a way upset also because the world isn't letting her move, move on or forget. I don't know. I, <clears throat> I didn't get that from the poem. I didn't um, I just, <laughs> yeah. I kind of threw it out there, but I, I know yeah. I have a specific perspective too. it.
1: I, I think everybody has their own Daria with different music dropped in, you know, it could yeah. be any number of media or experiences with, yeah. with and it doesn't have to be music dropped in different, you know, you go back to your old high school or grade school. It's like, was is real small. I wonder, if, you know, you go to your old yeah. room and it's like, oh, the new desks or some shit, or it's a new teacher, or you know, yeah. there's always a different experience with a different something dropped in. And you know, how do you, you know, how do you come to terms with that? You know, what does that mean to you? Yeah, you know, yeah, does it, does it cheapen the memory? You know, because now you don't have the the exact thing there. It's like this is exactly what it was like. Now you have to like make it up. And are you actually making it all up to begin with?
0: That's a really good point. I think that. What we're seeing here is, if the emotion is strong enough and the experience is, is is impactful enough, it doesn't matter. Yeah, right. The thing doesn't matter. You you can go to that same place. All the walls can be painted. Everything can be new and different, updated, whatever. But you'll still be connected to whatever that experience was. Yeah. Um. And and because because it, it has written itself, encoded itself on your on your DNA and your you know who you are um i think that's a really that's a really good point and i think what that what she's speaking to daria for for her and what was happening then and 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 what she felt um was strong enough that it it can't be deleted it can't be sort of let go it's it's one of those things that you know there's those things that make you you and they won't ever go away um and they stick around you can for some uh X burn all the pictures you want, get rid of everything, but they'll still be That's encoded. On you.
1: That thing's gonna come on the
0: radio, yeah. you're gonna see that <laughs> so commercial. So you're gonna <laughs> yeah. something something stupid, yeah. something little or something, and it's just gonna it's just gonna hit you because some things are, are just that impactful. Yeah. And I think she touches on that. Yeah. Uh, in a pretty big way. Opossum
1: Lit, yep. spring 2017 issue, Katie Darby Mullins has three pieces in it. We've talked about her two poems. Um, yeah, there's also a pros piece. Yep. In there. Uh, check it out, guys. Uh, cheers. Absolutely. Cheers. All right, uh, let's go to Costco and get our groove back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Be sure to check us out on the social media. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Book.record.beer.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm.
1: But tune in next week where we dive into... Radiohead's nineteen ninety seven release, OK Computer.
0: Okay. 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 Okay.